Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hit for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. That mo that mo money soundtrack. Um, it's hot. Yeah. Um, Greg had pointed it out. That that um, I'm trying to find it again. But that that soundtrack, that, the movie was great. The soundtrack yeah. was awesome. And, was good, um, good. I used to warm up when I was fighting. I used to warm up to this song called "The New Style." It was mm-hmm. a song that that uh, Wayans and that girl were dancing to in the club when he was he was drunk, and she just walked up on him, and he was like, "All right, took that trick. Let's do this." <laughs> <laughs> I used to warm up to this. That was a good song. That was uh, Jim and Lewis. Here we go. <laughs> I'm a little, little upset right now. I think I just found out that they took the Mo Money soundtrack off of iTunes. Yeah, it's off of all the streaming platforms. That's, that is, oh. that is violence. Why would you do that? So now I got to go on Amazon and just buy it. Buy the CD. Just buy the CD. Put it on my, put it on my. <sighs> I mean, if you got something to play it on, hey, Adrian, nice to see your face. Just rip it. If you got something to play yeah. it on, you yeah, know. I normally like I did the. Um, you can rip it. What's the name of that damn movie? Strictly Business with Tommy Davidson. I had that one. I went and bought the soundtrack off of Amazon and I put it and I ripped it and put it on my computer, put it on my phone. So it looked like I had to do the same thing. They yep. had um I did that with uh with Frankie's uh song. Remember Frankie's song? Yeah, yeah. Um you couldn't find it anywhere, so I actually bought the album just so we could play it while Frankie was on the show <laughs> once. All juice. Wow, yo. What's that song that's strictly business? Let me look at this strictly strictly business soundtrack. They had a song. That album was flames. Yeah, it was. Oh, hold on. I got, I, you ain't got to look that far. Um, I think I looked that far, Randolph. I got it right here, baby. You got I, it? Uh, I, read, me the, read me the track list. I got it right here. Oh, <laughs> oh you sure do. Right Don't you hurt nobody with that. That's y'all. Um, read me the track list. It got, I Just Want Love by Stephanie Mills. Um, you what's, Laquan's, it, what's Laquan's track? Laquan's track. Now that's now that now's now, the bee's turn. Right, that yep. was the song I love. Now's uh, the bee's turn. Lock it by Rare Essence. Yeah. Shining Star by Leaders of the Do School. The Jeff Red song is good too. Oh yeah. You called it told me. You called it told me. Yeah. That's the video you see a lot. Yeah. I don't say a lot, but that was kind of the video they released for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that um that's Stephanie Mills. I just want love, which came on during the credits. Probably was the best song on the um. Yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, well, I mean, she you can't really go wrong with Stephanie Mills. <laughs> She's <laughs> still singing really to today. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with Stephanie Mills. But yeah, that was a good movie too. Who knew that that dude would end up being? Look at the coons, always cool. Oh no, 
Wait, he kind of had a little bit of that in the movie. Wasn't that kind of the character in the movie when he kind of already going that way? Who ended up being that? It's the it's the kid that was in the Cosby show. Oh, the Strictly Business. Yeah, he uh, was in Strictly Business. Main character. Wow. Yeah, he, I didn't know he, he embraced it. Oh, yeah. He was already yeah. on the fence anyway. And then he. he really, you talking about Joseph C. Phillips? I think that's his name. That is his name. Wow. He was in the Cosby show and. He's very much he was respectability politics guy. He's a conservative Christian commentator. Boom. Oh no. <laughs> Look at the coons. Always cooning for you. Kim Coles was in that movie. Oh, that guy, uh, Joseph C. Phillips, is um, a critic of affirmative action and same-sex marriage. Look at the coons. <laughs> he has a book called He Talk Like a White Boy. Ah, Henry oh, told me that joke. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he told those guys. He, he, went, he went that way. Well, he that was hold, facing Stacey Held on to it for his whole life. It's, now it's his personality because he, what he got picked on when he was 13. Yep. Yep. Oh, I hate those people. He was a national yep. co-chair of the African-American Steering Com- Committee for Bush Cheney 04 and was a member of the Steer- Republican oh, National yes. Committee. Steering us into coonery. That's all. Republican that National Committee like African-American like cattle. Ah! Yep. We're going to herd us right like cattle. Yeah. 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 The yeah, herd trying to get yeah. a herd us onto the plantation, brother. <laughs> I said he's trying to herd us <laughs> onto the plantation. See, see, see. He's trying see. to herd us. <laughs> On C, to the plan. See, see, y'all didn't hear Brother Rod. Brother Rod, tell him again. See, see, <laughs> he's trying to herd us onto the plantation. See, see, you see, see, y'all running behind these, 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 these so called black brothers. See, <laughs> these YouTubian <laughs> conservatives. See, see, herding us onto the plantation. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was deep in, he was deep in that game. <laughs> Deep in that are you, game. Are, are you going to say that he actually pioneered the game, Randall? No, because he's just following in the steps of what was laid down before him. By yeah. But brother Bill Cosby, you um, see, who was <laughs> intoxicated, incarcerated by the white man. See, see, you know, he his was, his uh, his book. He talked like a white boy has a forward written by Tavis Smiley. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Tavis. Oh, no. That should have been the sign. That was it. <laughs> that was the sign. I, I missed it before. I always thought Tavis was a pretty upstanding dude until the Obama administration. And I should have known. <laughs> Didn't he get mad because he get no cornbread from the White House or something? Is that yeah. what, what, what was Tavis Smiley? I think um, it was specifically cornbread. Him, him and, uh, him and uh, Cornell West didn't get VIP front row tickets. To the inauguration, they decided at that point that yeah, they ain't, they ain't. Uh, that that brother brother Barack Obama, brother Barack Hussein Obama, yeah, was uh, for the plutocrats and the autocrats. Come on, and dang, the dictators. They ain't get no pig feet, so they went across the country <laughs> said, "Fuck that nigga." To uh, bus. That neoliberal. It's like I looking in the chat course. room. It says, "Is the world ready for a mighty Quinn and Mississippi Masala remake?" Uh, that would be no on both of us. No. Fuck ain't the world. That's not even a question right now. <laughs> uh, I love, you can barely I love, handle a mention of slavery. I love both of those movies, and the fact that all of us love those movies tells you no. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers can't handle a, a mention. You just a whiff of slavery on some shit. They'd be like, what? No. Turn this oppression off. I only want to see happy black people all the time. 
No. Put it back on Cartoon Network. What are we doing? <laughs> Where's Craig in the Creek? Right. I watch Craig in the Creek. Not not want to see this shit. Mississippi Masala introduced us to. Let me let me. I want to get her name right. <laughs> get her. Name Why right. you do that? I would like to see a remake of um in the Heat of the Night. That'd be pretty good. Do you guys want to hear oh, the description of uh, Joseph C. Yeah. Phillips' book on Amazon? Sure. I'm, I'm here I bet it got, it got five stars out of people that left uh, the <laughs> other one one star. Yes! That American flag dude going to be number one review. Here's part of the, the, the description <laughs> of the book. This came out in 2009, by the way, January 6th, 2009. Um, like Democratic candidate for President Barack Obama, Phillips has had his authenticity as a black man questioned by members of his own race for trivial reasons, such as the way he speaks, <laughs> no, his choices no, in music, no, no, you have politics, faith, and <laughs> so family. They, you, also, so, so they don't mind comparing him to Barack Obama on that level, even though his politics are the direct opposite of Barack opposite. Obama. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what we're questioning you about. Also, like Obama, <laughs> Phillips has often been accused of not being black enough. While as an actor, he has encountered no one pointing fingers from not being liberal side, enough. No one on this side of the equation <laughs> has ever accused Barack Obama of not being black enough. It's people on that side of the equation who ask that question a lot. Can you all tell me who exactly was the one, the Cornell Wests of the world? I don't give a fuck what he has to say. You need to stop with that bullshit and quit trying to compare yourself to Barack Obama, low key, you motherfucker. Trying to sell a book. It's so funny because when was this? When was this book put out? And this you know one says '09. Right. That's Sometimes they thought. get reissued though, but probably around then. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's funny because even the anti-Obama black person was just beholden to the fact that we had Barack Obama. Right. Like, you're yeah. just making money off of the fact that Barack Obama got elected. They this didn't give out, a fuck about you after he was gone. They don't give a fuck about you now. He, this came out two weeks before Obama was inaugurated the first exactly. time. Exactly. It, this is his... Every black pundit type or person made a Barack Obama book. Oh, yeah. Even if they were shitting on him, it was the Barack yeah. Obama book. Because but every book started the same way. You know, I'm just like Barack Obama. Yes. Yes. In that they come <laughs> no, after me not. the exact same way. I'm like, no, 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 no they not. don't. Just like, like we like they, him. We don't like, like some him. people come at Barack Obama on the surface level of he ain't black enough. They come at you about your blackness when you open your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they start being like, wait a minute. I heard these talking points before and it was all white men. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mississippi Masala introduced us to Sarita Childhurry. Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. That had all of us going, wow, are Indian women like that? Really? Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know. I'm looking, Frida Pinto probably could do, could do the remake of that. Frida Pinto. I don't know who the guy is. I don't want to. I don't want to say Kevin Samuels to do a Mississippi <laughs> reboot. I don't want to just just go to that. Damn, Mike, you laughed at Kevin. Sam wow. I wouldn't laugh. I wouldn't laugh at wow. him. But I, you wow. Know. Wow. wow. Who is the brother that was in um that was in Moonlight who played the adult? Trevante Rhodes. That guy. He could do it. So. Him and Frida Pinto. It's all about that sex appeal. Yeah, that guy could do mm -hmm. it. Because that's the, that's the thing is that it was these were two sexy ass people. When you saw them together, you were like, "Well, of course, <laughs> well, of, co of course, of course, of course." <laughs> you know, of course they should be together. Why wouldn't they be together? That doesn't make any sense for them not to be. Make well, my fan cast, children. My fan casting would be Chris Lambert and uh, Mindy Kaling. 
Hey, you are you welcome, Chris. I, I, I can see that. Well, <laughs> I don't know about Mindy. Listen, Chris, I'm just doing it for Chris. I know he's in her. Chris can make it work. A I'm trying to, to think of six weeks. Chris, Chris got that big sexy thing going. So who could we put us put? Try to pull. He could pull. He could. He could have six weeks with Mindy Kaling to try to shoot a shot. And that's. I know he's into her because I listen to. <laughs> I listen to his podcast. You're welcome, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody who could we put across from other than Mindy Kaling. Well, that's Mindy won't take the role. When I'm I gonna say a name that only man. Andy Klein is gonna know. Ayana Dukey. <laughs> I know Ayana Dookie. Did you did you hear the way Andy laughed? <laughs> we know Ayana Dookie. She's a comic. Uh, oh, that's the scene, Ryan, when she's laying in the bed talking on the phone. Oh my God. Oh, that did a lot for my young, my youth. <laughs> Mindy Kaling? I've never been a huge Mindy fan. I can tell by the way you Her shot brother's down my a idea. Fucking maniac, too. Have you heard that fucking dude? Yep. Did, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, we just got an email, right. by the way. Did we? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah I was looking for checking for feedback. We uh, haven't actually, we didn't get any comments this week. Um, oh, fuck y'all then. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we did get a comment from Damien who said, did I already listen to these episodes? And I was like, only if you sat through the chat. And he said, I try to stay for only half, so I have something in the middle of the week. Uh, like I said, we, we give you the product. You have to consume it. Uh, the way you want to consume it. So if you're in the chat for right. both, then you don't get to listen to later. I mean, you can listen twice, but uh, Aisha sent us an email just a little while ago titled, Pardon the Length. That's all right. Um, hey, 3GO fam, I haven't been able to join the live chat, so I decided to leave some feedback. Call back to episode 1014. I'm not like that, which was last Thursday. I really enjoyed the discussion between the group where questions were posed by Uncle Randolph from W. Kamau Bell. At the 10220 mark, Randolph asked, What are we fighting for in this country as black folks? And is this country worth fighting for? I definitely agree with Karen's response. We've been here too long to go back to anything. I would argue that the majority of black people have at least three to four generations of family that were born in America. We don't know anything else. Uh, and this shit is ours just as much as anyone else. Also, to Rod's point, the blood and sweat equity we have in this country is high. African-Americans have made large, momentous contributions to this country that I honestly can't say that whites, W-H-Y-T-E-S, whites as a collective have. Uh, and a lot of things were stolen from us, and a white person slapped their name and likeness on, on it with the quickness. See Jack Daniels slash Uncle Nearest Whiskey, mm -hmm. or forced blacks to give up something that was rightfully there. See Manhattan Beach Black History. Uh, there are days where I feel like none of this shit is worth it. And they can have this weak ass country, but that's where I'm grateful for people like Mike B. He has had a, has a level of optimism that I don't have in the moment. I totally agree with Mike that we're the seasoning on this country and wherever we try to go, the whites are just going to follow because they won't know what to do with themselves. However, I did not hear Uncle Randolph's response when I went back to listen a second time. I'm interested to hear his answer to the same questions. Also, fuck some height into his family from episode 1015 took me out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pause the podcast. I was laughing and crying so hard. Love the podcast as always. Keep the content coming. I guess that's last Monday's episode with the W. Kamal Bell quote. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, Randolph, what is your answer to the question, which was, what are we fighting for in this country as black folks? And is this country worth fighting for? Is it worth fighting for in this, pre in this present incarnation? No, it, it's not. Um. 
is worth fighting for an incarnation that we believe in, making them live up to their ideals? Yes, yes, it is. I'm sorry if that seems too um, too broad of an answer, but that's the only answer I can give. If you're fighting for what we for what we have now, no. If you're fighting for status quo, no. It's not it's not worth it. If you're fighting for what for what we even had when Barack Obama was in office, I would have to say no. It's it's not. You you saw the deaths and everything that was happening. No. Well we well we I in my opinion, what we have to be fighting for is something new. Not Bernie Sanders new. That I don't believe in that something even past that all we really should be fighting for is what they have told us they believe in you said this we didn't say these things you said this is what you believe in so you have to live up to the ideals that you say so that's what we should be fighting for is for you to just live up to your ideals you said it so live up to it if you and we should be pushing for that at all times I agree with Nicole Hannah Jones when she says that we are the I say it all the time we're the we're the conscience of this nation because the fact that we exist tells you that they don't they don't live up to their ideals that the things that they say are not true and um, we have to start calling people on their hypocrisy and not letting them get away with it so I'm sorry if it's uh, thank you Aubrey I appreciate that we just have to also I believe in us I, I believe in us. I believe in us because of the trauma, <laughs> because we got through the trauma. I believe in us. I believe that we're stronger than anybody here because I don't know if anybody else could have got through it. And, and I don't want to say maybe they could have, maybe they couldn't have. It doesn't matter. We did. So I believe in us, but I don't believe in everybody. I don't, I don't I have very little faith in anybody else. Very little faith. And I base my lack of faith on, what I have seen. That's it. I just based my, even the, even the strides that we have made. Yeah, they've been strides, but I can show you right here where you didn't live up to what you wanted, what you said you were going to give. You didn't live up to it. You just, you don't live up to it. You don't live up to it. You don't live up to it. So I hope that's a decent enough answer for everybody. (laughs) Just put him on a spot like that. Well, like Obama, I believe in hope. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me. No one asked for my answer. (laughs) I was told I would talk to white at 12. And I've decided to make these niggas pay every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree with that, Adrian. We are superheroes. That's why whenever I hear it really upsets me when I hear black. I lost a friend behind this. Um, when I hear black people complaining about other black people not voting, oh, it makes me mad. <laughs> God, that makes me mad. <laughs> it makes me so mad. It really makes me mad. Or black people, black people complaining about uh, black fathers not being involved in their children's lives, that makes me mad. The black family being broke up, that makes me mad. Um, respectability politics, that makes me mad. Anybody black going at going after Colin Kaepernick makes me mad. <laughs> it just, it it it, it just it even really, Jason Whitlock. 
It really made it really upset. No, I love Jason Whitlock. I love. Oh, okay, all right. I just, I just <laughs> know that. <laughs> he, he says a lot of true things, man. You got to check him out. Speaking the truth, man. He's a truth teller, bro. You know that. We like talked about this in, in our own little chat room. We call I call it the Jason Whitlock chat room. It's only me and Rod. And <laughs> uh, we just talk about how much we love Jason Whitlock. <laughs> it just it makes me mad. The the shit we've been through. I think about that. My father grew up in his in under apartheid in this country. We don't say it, but that's what it was. My father grew up under apartheid. He should hate white people, but he loves my wife. Mm-hmm. He should hate white people. We're just we're better. <laughs> yep. We're just better. We're just better people. I don't know what to say. I don't know. That's the only way to say it. we're just better. We're everything that this country says lies to itself that that that, that it is. Right. Where we're everything just, that it lies and says that it is. We're That's better. It. The reason why they think that we will do bad things to them if we get in power is because they would do bad things to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and what they think power means. And, and we don't. It still is because they pass these <laughs> fucking laws. And, have. and, and have, have and do. And we wouldn't. We're just better. Yeah. Russ with his baby there, they would tell you that that doesn't exist. How is that possibly true when we all know <laughs> we all know the CDC will tell you through stats. We all know black fathers. We all know. It. Well, see, there were actually more black family units under slavery. Right. Than uh, there are today. Well, the, uh, slaves, they right. broke, but broke up families that, that, that those slaves. We're not going to talk about those slaves, but the mm-hmm. ones they kept together as slaves that did, yeah. they didn't allow to leave. Those families stayed together. Okay. But here's the thing though. Even when and and Barry Jenkins talked about this and he showed it in the even when family was broken up in slavery, new families formed. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to take care of those kids. Somebody had to take care of those elders. People took care of each other. New families formed. So if we're so if we're so broken apart, familiar, how, why is it that we automatically make family? But we that's what make, I'm saying. We just why it is was, it that we do that? It was better under it's, slavery. <laughs> Thank you, exactly. Mr. Whitlock. Thank you for making right. my pool. Well, you know what? Let's Thank just you. take this back to the Jason Whitlock private chat. Let's not do this. <laughs> we'll, we'll put <laughs> it over there. Yeah, we'll text about it. We'll text. About it. We'll put it over. We'll put it over to the J, the JW chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just we're we're just better. You know, that's the thing when. It, <laughs> Whenever somebody like a Sage Steel says, you know, black people just didn't accept me. I'm like, word. Right. Word. <laughs> you put it all on them like you didn't do word. anything. I called them all niggers and said <laughs> they don't raise word. their babies and they didn't yeah. accept me. I constantly tell them to get off the plantation and all of a sudden they called me a coon. I said white word. people are better at everything. And black <laughs> people didn't accept me. And I don't know why. They would do that. Yeah. Nothing they say stands up. Black people don't listen to rock music. Word. She <laughs> was like, say still black was people like, aren't in the, aren't into comic books. You sure about that? Say <laughs> still was like, black people should not be on TV on Sports Center talking about race. So then ESPN did a a black. She did that. Black, she said that. Yes. She said yes. that. And then she did ESPN. ESPN did a. I know, a I summit that. of black of black media people that worked there that wanted to talk about and they didn't ask and they her. didn't invite her and then she got mad about that <laughs> why would we the reason she was like they don't like me I'm like no you don't like us 
But also, so why would they we were, invite man. you? They were honoring your wishes. Yeah. You <laughs> said you don't want to talk about this. You it don't like, like you us. do want to talk about this. Yeah. But you don't want to say what everyone else is saying. You just you don't like us. So why would we invite you? Right. What you don't want to be a part of this. And it's sad too, because I, I, I before she opened up, um, before I found out about her politics, I'm like, man, she is bad. Who is that? I, oh yeah, she is man, bad. She's cute. She's a, woman. She's a she's listen. Cute. She's a cute coon. It just but happens. Politics makes her <laughs> ugly. It's her some cute. It's some cute. It's some cute coons out here, dog. Is uh, Stacey Dash used to be the finest, the she finest did. woman. Oh yeah. And then she cooned out, man. It's like yeah. it just took something out of her. I would far rather have. Somebody white who wants to who wants to be a part of something, then somebody black who is actively pushing me. Well, bitch, no, I don't. Right. I don't need no, no. <laughs> Max Kellerman can come in your place. We'll all welcome him. Yeah, <laughs> you go to the coon out. We'll go to the cookout. You go to the coon out. Max <laughs> Kellerman, Scott Van Pelt. We'll all welcome. You know, right? Yo, Scott's <laughs> that dude. Yo. I got no problem with them. We want them to come. It's you that's the problem. You know, and you wanted it that way. You're the one who said it. We didn't say that. We'll even get them the mic and let them do a speech. But you know, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, I don't. Mm. Oh, yeah. I do remember the Kanye video with Stacey Dash. Oh, oh gosh. You were so gone. <laughs> and now they're I both. I mean, wasn't she in Mo Money? Yeah, she was. No, yeah, no, she no. was in Mo Money. Uh, money talk? Oh, yeah. No, she no, was. Wasn't that Halle Berry? No, no, Stacey Dash. I think Mo she money. was in Mo Money. She was there with Stacey Dash and Mo Money. Yeah, Halle she Berry was the and baddest. Business. Okay, she I get it. The baddest. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then she, she just money. started cooning. Yep. Hey, look hey, at the coons. Right around the Obama era. When I Bruh, saw so many black people got paid off of Obama getting president. When I saw no Sage Steele letting that white dude put his hands in her hair, oh. like, do you understand that that's that's now going to be on the epitaph on your epitaph? That's now gonna that picture is gonna sit on your gravestone. I that's it. Home. That's it. Can we? Can we? Thank you for the black woman that you position you just put her in of having her hair. You should thank her, Dominique, when it happens to you. Thank her. Thank her, Karen. When it happens to you, you just put her in that position. Way to go! Can Why I, would we invite you? I didn't. I didn't wow. see that photo. I don't know if it's okay. Is it imp- appropriate to ask for a shared screen? If, okay. If, yeah. Well, what do, what photo do you want me to pull up? I need to see that Sage Steel, um, black or well, white man touching Sage Steel. Um, oh, it's uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's easy. It's easy. That's just when get out. Yeah. When get out came out, I took. Just a- put Sage Steel, white man, hands and hair. It'll probably pop right up. <laughs> When Get Out came out, I just say steal hair touch. Yeah, (laughs) right up, didn't it? (laughs) Oh, and and he leaning way over. Like it's that. Like yes, you can touch my. You can tell she said yes, you can touch my hair. There it is. Wow, look at that smile. That smile don't say. Look at the coons. I don't know. She did it. She did it on purpose too. You can tell she leaning way over. Look at how far she's leaning. Like yes. Wow. (laughs) Why would you you do that? Why would you do that? Mm-mm. You know why she did it? Because black people don't like it. No, don't touch me. Mixed chicks rock. When people had black girl, black women had black girls rock. This the, um, the t-shirts and the concert. She came yeah. out with mixed girls rock because somehow being mixed is different than being black. No, it's right? not Sage. <laughs> so, 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 so there was supposed to be a section at the black girls rock where they kicked you out and said, uh, "Excuse me, excuse me, you're mixed. What are you doing?" This is black girls rock. Like she made it sound like that's what it was when it wasn't. This is like someone with a handheld camera on the screen on this hair touch. Do, do, do you have 
to have hatred to succeed in this sport because here's the thing. He's a really nice guy behind the scenes. She's interviewing a UFC fighter. He probably stupid, said some and, racist shit. And by the way, just just as a thing, that's a stupid question to ask a fighter. That's a stupid, which tells me she knows nothing about fighting. Why is she even interviewing him? Well, um, I would guess I'm going to look it up right now, but I would guess Chael Sonnen probably said some racist shit. He always says racist shit. You know what I'm saying? To promote his fight with John Jones, uh, the MMA has no problem with a bunch of race bait and shit. So they're um, dirtbags. I say it all the time. Right. I don't fuck with them because they're dirtbags. That's why I don't fuck with the MMA. I'm looking up an article now. Why we shouldn't forget Chael Sonnen's racist legacy. So my point being, <laughs> she was doing this to help soften his image. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't just that she did it, but it's in service to, look, if he's so racist, why would he pet a black woman's hair? And why would I, a black woman, Mm -hmm. let him pet my hair if I thought he was really a hateful person? I think it's the wording. He used the word pet. He just simply touched the hair. He didn't pet it. (laughs) Same thing, whatever. He didn't tussle it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to hate your opponents to win? Can I touch your hair? Can I feel... I love he didn't even answer the question. No, because he was never supposed to answer the question. She asked him a question. He was like, "Can I touch your hair?" That was racist in itself. Yeah, they planned this. Can I touch your hair? She should feel so fucking furious. Your hair, by the way. Because, like, if it wasn't for the fact that that makes black people mad, she would have probably been like. He belittled me as a uh, mm-hmm. journalist. Right. He doesn't do other interviews. He doesn't ask mm-hmm. men to touch your hair. Imagine blah, blah, right. blah. you're the black cameraman there. Mm-hmm. Imagine that shit. Oh, what? I would zoom in. I would zoom in. <laughs> Good question. I would. I would just say, "What the fuck are you doing, Sage?" <laughs> well, you have to remember, if you're the black cameraman, you work with Sage still all the time. Right. So for you, you like. Oh, they got a revolving. They got usually have revolving crews. So well, I was well. Crew, that means you revolve crew, all the time, Randall. Crew, you picked up today. You revolve. So. <laughs> if I'm the black cameraman and I'll be revolve, I will zoom in. <laughs> I, can we do it one more time? Can we get it? For, <laughs> Let's do I that want, again. For me. Thank you. <laughs> can we run that one more time? I need the clip perfect for Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna look and great. You're right, Ryan. He was he was trolling us, and yeah. she went right along with it. So what does that say about her? Yeah, and he asked and I trust because, you that everybody black at ESPN was like this bitch here. Yeah, <laughs> and he did it because he knew that she would say yes because yeah. if he had a finish, she would say no. He would not have asked. When did this? When did that shit to Jamel Hill? <laughs> nope. She nope. looked at him like word. She was there at that time. And what, and, and, and what touching her hair was supposed to prove when he, she was asking about when she was asking about racism? She was asking about does he have to hate his opponent? So. No, so you know, I don't hate my, the opponents. Like no, I don't hate stupid, your hair. That's a stupid question for a fighter. So it's, it's just a stupid question. No, hate gets in the way and it makes you make mistakes. No, it's a stupid question. I think um, I think this is a perfect segue to one of our topics, um, Randolph and Andy. What's that? Um, hate crimes in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That is, oh. a good, that is a good segue. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Way to hand Mike, it off to him, Mike. Mike, Mike's, like Mike just, it's Mike, Mike's, been, Mike po- just Mike's been podcasting. So it's like Mike just <laughs> open for y'all. And, and now that he's open for y'all, I, I just want to say uh, 
nigger. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, look at me. I'm a nigger. Niggering it up. Oh, man. Y'all ate it up, too, didn't you? You liberals. That's good. Mike, Mike's been podcasting, so he, he, he's, feeling, he's feeling his way through. Oh, this is how we do transitions, right? <laughs> I'm going to pull up the video that started this whole thing. To, cause there's not, I mean, there's some news stories now about it. It wound up on TMZ, etc. But what happened was back on what Tuesday, this comic named Pang Dang, who's based, I think, in Dallas and was doing shows in Austin, posted a video of himself bringing up a comic named Tony Hinchcliffe on stage and the way Tony um, started his set. So let's just let's just get that part out it's a 30 second video give it up for the one and only tony I don't think I've ever seen anything that funny in my life. It's up there with the greats. Richard Pryor, uh, Chappelle, Rock. I mean, ah, don't be lying to these people. So then, so then what, what happened next, Andy? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, uh, so Pang Dang, who uh, posted it on Facebook and also I just pulled up, that was from Twitter, um, started getting a lot of people sharing his post. I'm going to actually check how many shares he has to date. On Facebook, he has on Twitter, by the way, that 1.2 million views on that video. On Facebook, 332 shares, 583 comments. It basically took off. The story took off. Tony Hinchcliffe is not a comic that I know, but he he has a lot of new fans, right? Yeah, he. I think he got a lot of followers. Uh, Peng Dang actually got some new followers (laughs) on. um, Sage going to interview him and let him touch it. <laughs> I, I couldn't even get it out, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> Your boy Whitlock, the, the, you the reason have, y'all chat. Do you have to have hatred to uh, to be a feature for somebody? <laughs> Can I touch your hair? Yeah. <laughs> Can I touch your hair? Why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> sure. Awkward. Weird. <laughs> Random. So... So Hinchcliffe starts getting dragged all over social media. Again, I don't know him. I know he opens for Joe Rogan a lot, and he's kind of like an insult comic as far as I know. He does roasts. Uh, He's written for Comedy Central roasts. So he starts getting dragged all over social media. Uh, A lot. I mean, he he lost. He got dropped by his agent, William Morris, uh, I believe was his agency, and he got dropped by them, et cetera, et cetera. And so Pang Dang's actual post he said last week in austin i got to bring up tony hinchcliffe this is what he said happy asian his aapi heritage month so that's the story now as a comic did his label say why they dropped him i mean all they'll say is you know what the fuck it is <laughs> <laughs> you saw that shit 
You know what the fuck it is. Did Ping get dropped? Yeah. Did he get dropped from his label for Ping ain't got snitching? no label. He ain't got no label. He doesn't have For being a snitch? He walked in. They was like, you know. He's too, yeah, he's yeah, too new know. in the game. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he'll probably uh, never work again because, you know, he violated the code of comedy. Which yeah. Is, yeah. There's a code for this. There's rules <laughs> the, of this shit. The immutable rules of, rules of comedy. <laughs> so a lot of comics actually were on Pang Dang's side on this. They were posting, this is fucked up, that's ridiculous, this is racist. And then, of course, the second wave mm-hmm. is the comics oh, yeah. who then start defending Tony Hinchcliffe for um, basically just, this is his act. He does, you know, edgy shit. And what he was doing was, and this is something that every comic has seen before, mm-hmm. uh, Pang was doing these jokes about being Asian, and he has a thing about you should be nice to Asian people blah 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 and then tony comes on stage and the joke is i'm gonna be really mean that's the joke mm. happens in comedy a lot the host brings you up and says this guy's a good friend of mine and you go on stage and say i've never met that guy in my life mm. um stuff like that like that's the angle every comic knows that angle and basically comics are saying you got to see the whole video mm-hmm. you got to see pang dang's whole set and tony hinchcliffe his whole set. And I actually watched because that was posted. Ari Shafir posted the entire set. And of and, course, um, it proved everything and put it all in context and it was all good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can move on to the next story. Andy. You got to put it in context. Uh, I'm going to say no, it didn't do that. <laughs> it may have made it worse. Are you for real? <laughs> so there's other angles too. people were saying, because if you look at Pang's didn't um, quite do that. <laughs> if you look at his social media history in the last few months. He has opened for Hinchcliffe a couple times, or he's been on shows a couple times with Hinchcliffe. So they're like, they know each other. That's yeah. his friend. I'm like, that's why he posted it, it as Are a they friend. Friends? Like that makes it worse if they Are know they each friends? other. If they've been cool at other shows, and then Hinchcliffe comes up with a racial slur to open his set, that doesn't make it better. That actually right. makes it worse. That's the the defense is actually hurting the defense. Right. So there's um. I guess there's some other angles where people are trying to kind of justify it, but we've all, we've all seen, we've all done it where you go on and you kind of zig where the host zagged the host, the, the opener, the whoever's before you says something. You're like, I'm going to play off that line. He just said, and go the other way or make fun of that or whatever. That's, that's an easy angle to take. And we've all taken it. Um, the problem is that he goes on stage guns blazing with racial slurs Mm-hmm. he botched it. He could have easily just played off of uh, hey, get up for that asshole. I'm just kidding. Whatever. He could have right. done that. Uh, there was no element of what he did. that seemed playful and we're just buddies joking around. Right. So by the way, he could have gotten out of this easily. All he had to say was that, Hey man, I went up on stage and it's a thing that comedians do. I, you know, I went too far with it. I apologize wholeheartedly. I know, I know, Ping, we've worked together a couple of times. I thought it would be okay. I went too far. Um, I'll never do that again. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. That's all you had to do. And this shit's over. We're right. not even talking. It's over. He's still with his agency <laughs> and everything is fine. It's over, you know. But because he's a piece of shit, <laughs> he didn't do that, which tells you that he really meant this shit. You know, I don't there's think some part of him that meant this shit. I don't think he's tweeted anything so far. Yeah. Because his phone is all for Andy because he has no agent. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he could have got out of this shit in one move. 
his internet, his internet is currently off right now. He ain't got no Wi-Fi. Yeah, Greg, I, Greg, first of all, because Greg is asking, you don't understand. There are certain comics that will throw hands. They have a darker complexion than this man does. Let me just say it like that. Because <laughs> on a lot of black shows, you don't see shit like this. Black also, um, Ping is they little. will go to blows. Ping is little too. Yeah, he's like, like that. He, might he, not he, be he, the he. option. It is. Like a lot of this is a big misperception. Randolph, you can you can probably testify to this as a as a boxer. It's a big misperception that the person who wants to win the fight or has right on their side mm-hmm. is gonna win the fight. Yeah, don't that's worry not always it. true. No, that's not <laughs> so just because everyone agrees that Ping is it was justified to whoop this man's ass, and yeah. I wouldn't have blamed him. Yeah. Don't mean he's capable of being the yeah, guy to whip this gonna, man's if ass. If you're gonna throw hands and you're a little guy, I would suggest that you sneak him. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Well, people are saying up. people say he should have pulled Tony aside and talked to him privately rather than put him on blast publicly. And say, and by what, people what? you mean white people? Uh, yes. Some oh, yeah. W H Y T E. And say, and say what? This is what I was. What I would ask these people is, what do you want him? Why does he? What do you want him to say? Hey, man, I don't like the way you did that. Hey, it was just a joke. And then what? Right. And and what? It really upset me. Oh, you're too sensitive. Now what? Now you've put Ping in the position of, well, now I got to hit this guy, right? Well, he has to be the educator. Right. And, and I saw to- there was a couple of couple of comics that we know are very close to were putting that up. Oh, he this is an, this is a teachable moment. What teaching is supposed to happen here? Why what do, teaching? Why do we always why do we as um people of color always got to have a um do the teacher? Why was it got to do the teacher? And why do they always assume that it's a lack of learning? It's a lack of right. it's a lack of intellect. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's like uh, my man uh, Peck said. It's not a lack of information that's a problem. Right. Like, right. like did, he didn't know you couldn't say racial slurs. Right. And then do a racist impression of somebody on stage without people objecting to it. He didn't know that. That's literally. You want me to tell me this man has made it this far in his life? It never occurred to him. Uh, people probably got down with that. But by the way, any of the he's news, a, he's a the public speaker. Fucking, <laughs> the last year of news about stop Asian hate. He ain't seen none of that, y'all. But it's God, just, God. It's just, hey, how was I supposed to know? And then Ping is supposed to educate him. And then he goes, thank you, Ping. I didn't know that. I feel almost hands. embarrassed. I didn't but, understand it before. But, but now I do know. And I will never do that again. Appreciate not, you. Yeah, that's not how that goes. But There's God. another angle that um, the first angle actually that popped into my head on this is that, OK, so t- Joe Rogan moved to Austin uh, like six months ago or sometime last year. Makes sense. And some comics followed him. I think Tim Dillon lives in Austin now or he's in spends time there. Tony Hinchcliffe and Brian Redvan also moved from L.A. to Austin. I think some other people have or are going to move out there from L.A. specifically. And so they're basically sort of carpet bagging into a new comedy scene mm-hmm. and they're showing up in this new scene. And the, the reason Austin was an attractive scene for them was because the local comics there made it an attractive scene. They could have moved to any city with low taxes. They could have moved to any city uh, in other States that have no income tax for state income tax. They chose Texas. They chose Austin specifically because it's a good place to be for comedy because of people like Peng Deng, who's actually Dallas, but same area, the locals who made the scene good. So you come to this scene 
and you start rebranding it as this other thing, this like edge lord, freedom right. of speech, say whatever you want scene. And then you start going up after the local comics and using racial slurs to make fun of them. If you're joking or not, it doesn't really necessarily matter, but that's what you're doing. I imagine if all these people moved to DC, if 15 of these guys all moved to DC and rebranded the DC comedy scene and then started going up after us and trashing us, ooh, I wouldn't be cool with that because the, the, the <laughs> other thing too is in a couple of years, most of these guys are going to leave Austin, two or three years. Maybe Rogan will stay. Maybe a couple of people will stay. Most of them will leave. They're going to come in, change the reputation of the scene, make it a bad reputation, leave, and then who's going to be left to pick up the pieces? The local comics. So how about showing some appreciation and some respect for the comics who made this scene so attractive that you packed up all your shit to move to it? Right. You know, that's the problem that I have with it. Is you're going to come show up on the scene, squat down on it, fuck it all up, and then in a little while you're going to leave. You know, yep. so I always think of that from the perspective of the comics <clears throat> who are being affected by this in Austin, and some of them were tweeting similar things about it. Uh, you know, after in the day or two after that, and the other thing about context is. Yeah, the context is Tony was playing off of Peng's set. The gunpowder thing was a reference to Peng. Uh, you, we, we loan you money that you borrow our money. That's a reference to Peng's set. Um, but context is self-defined. We don't. We know Tony's context. We don't know what Peng Deng's context is with that word. It, it doesn't. Have, his context with that word didn't start at showtime that night. He may have heard that word so many times in his life. That he might just say anytime the next time someone says that shit to me, I'm gonna fuck their shit up. Whether yeah, it's gonna yeah. be physically or or put them on blast because the you can't tell someone time, what their I'm context go out should like be. Little in moonlight and hit you with a chair. It's a racial slur. You can't tell someone what their context should be with that word just because you want it to be that way. Oh, it's the show. It's comedy. For him, it's not. His context might date back years with that word, and he doesn't want to hear it in there's, any. Uh, context. By the way, there's no might with that. It right. does. But I mean, in terms of jokes, like he, he might not want to hear yeah. it in any context, in comedy or otherwise, no matter what. He doesn't want that to be the lever you pull to get a laugh to use that word. And so for him, it's like, yeah, context matters. Why don't you consider his context? Why are we only being asked to consider Tony Hinchcliffe's context and not Ping Dang's context with that word? That's not another even issue the I have. context of what's happening currently in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, 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 even that—that's too much context. Then you got to pull it back out, right? It's got to be the specific. Right. What is this white man's point of view? Is what everyone's trying to get to, as opposed to like, but what is? What are the factors that led to this thing being one viral? Uh, because obviously he could post a video online and not go viral. Right. Yeah. Like if if he had posted this and we just thought it was a unfunny social, you know, unfunny clip, we'd be like, eh, the guy's not funny, whatever. What like the context of it going viral is even something. Yeah, right. A, a lot of people jumped on it because of how shocked they were by it. And and mm -hmm. when you watch the whole video, the whole yeah, you got to see what the whole video shows because Ari Shafir posted. Yeah, I'm like, well, it doesn't get set. any better. <laughs> but I did. I better. I was like, okay, I don't want to be caught with my pants down here and and have someone mm -hmm. say, well, you didn't see the whole thing. So I watched the whole thing. I watched Pang's entire set, which is ten minutes. And Tony's entire set, which is about 15 minutes. And he goes back to Asian jokes a couple times throughout his set when he's kind of trying to get the crowd back. Or he's it's a workout set. He's trying, you know, he's fucking around a little bit. To me, it doesn't I know the context. I've been that comic who follows a guy and then says the thing that plays off of what he said. 
as a joke. I know that move. Now I know the context. It doesn't change Peng Dang's context. And no one's no one's no one's sort of acknowledging that. All these guys who are who are defending Tony Hinchcliffe. It's like why don't you what do you want to think about the other person's context? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his context is different. It's not everyone that they don't all have the same context. Well, it's a lack of it's a lack of empathy for one. White men are gonna white man, two. Right. Mm-hmm. And three, as Bo always, as Bo says all the time on his show. White people have to be afforded the benefit of the doubt at all times. There's no way around that. They have to get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And we have to give it to them. We have weaponizing, to give it to them. weaponizing that benefit of the well, doubt. Well, he didn't man. mean it. He didn't mean it like that. And there is a direct line between Tony Hinchcliffe and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. There's a direct line between that. It's the exact same thing. It's the, it's the exact same thing. Or the other guy who ran up on, uh, on on Cortez out when she was walking up the steps. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. Where does it stop? Where does it stop? You mean to tell me that you think you think Hinchcliffe isn't capable of something like that? I don't believe that. I usually believe he's capable of running up on Ping and talking shit to him in his face and daring him to do something to him. I mean, you stupid yes. chink, blah, 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 blah. I believe he's capable of doing that. Why wouldn't he be? Why, yes, why wouldn't he be? He may have done in the past. It just wasn't recorded. Yeah, and not to mention, I mean, I think Andy had brought it up um, on the text, but he's effectively trying to quote unquote almost cancel Ping with this, like with this, like this motherfucker's not funny. Y'all laughed at that bullshit, you know. Now, yeah, in the context, yeah, yeah, it's in the context of a of a joke, but you can make the same argument for the stuff he was saying that was racist. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just the context. You know, the whole thing is in the context of the joke. So and that's what Ari was saying, yeah. you know, in his post. I'm like, but so because he wasn't in your mind funny enough, that means that this guy can shit on him. Right. That's and literally racially, what you're saying. Racially, for the record. Not he even sh- he he's not funny. I'm yeah. calling him a racial slur. Y'all shouldn't laugh at him because of his race. Blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just stupid. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it's just it's it's stupid. But that's how racism works. It's just right. stupid. It's, it's the stupidity of it. And you have to give these people. Different. We watched smart people give these people the benefit of the doubt. Smart people. We watched them do it. Just you got it. You have to give these people the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he's a colleague of his. What are you talking about, colleague? We every comedian you know is an independent contractor. There's no, there's no such thing. We are lone wolves. Ask the Elko van out okay. in the forest hunting for the same piece of meat. That's what the fuck we are. Actually, you shouldn't eat meat. You know, occasionally we pack up. Okay, occasionally you'll see us pack up, like you say, a Kings of Comedy. Right. Okay, but ask yourself this: Why didn't they ever do a second Kings of Comedy? All right. Why didn't they ever do a second Kings of Comedy? Because Bernie didn't like Steve. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we're lone wolves. That's it. I don't want to. I don't want to work with you no more. <laughs> but we're colleagues and eh, whatever. <laughs> but guys, um, I, there's there's a part here that we didn't touch on. Whatever. That's 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 Tony's brand. I think it's, well, I think that's his name. I don't even know the guy's name. Tony. Hitchcock. That's his brand. Yeah, oh, right. that's, yeah, that's another brand. one. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> but your brand bit you in the ass. Right. Yeah, he's kind of like a wrestling heel. And and the other thing too is a lot of people Which is awfully this, stupid for comedy, by the way. It's something where you you kind of want people to like you. Yeah. <laughs> well, he a lot of people then started, I don't know about a lot, but I saw some people kind of then using this as an opportunity to bring up other shit that he's done 
problematic, I guess. Oh, I don't. In years past, so some comments. I don't were like, like going. I don't like going down those roads. All right, but I'm just saying that the, this the, is enough. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is, there's this gets in the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, did he just have one slip up, or is he always? So there seems to be a number of people who have been saying like he's been an asshole for the last six years to me in L.A. And you know, I don't know what's what. I saw some things that he was on. He was on Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast once defending Trump, and you know, like you know, so it's like. There's a lot of stuff that maybe will come up, come up that's not part of his acts necessarily. It's just part of his personality uh, that will come up because of this. And you know, comedy a lot of it is about building relationships. So this day and age, if you fuck up these relationships, someone could put you on blast. And if you, mm-hmm. you know, do something like that, then you've got a you've got a hill to climb now. So by the way, by the way, Tony Hitchcock is going to be fine. All right. Yeah, because those people take care of each other. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's like a little bit of break. Not particularly worried about him. A little bit of a break, you know. what I'm saying fall back for a few weeks or whatever. Another agency will pick him up. He'll just, he'll just be, he'll just be back on podcast. He'll be back on. He's he's not going to do the. I fucked up, and there's my way out of it. Like I said, there's a he. He can easily get out of this if he's not going to do that. Then he's doing it the right way by just not saying anything. Just don't say nothing. Yeah. And the shit will dry up and go away away in about a week. Mm -hmm. He'll be he'll be fine. He'll be on Joe Rogan's podcast. Give it time. Low key, if it if it wasn't for the current spate of hate crimes towards Asian American people, I don't even think he would have gotten in trouble for this. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Like I thought like low key, this shit happens like six months ago, and it's like, so what I'm interested in. And what I hope happens is that Ping gets a bounce. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of comic he is. I hope he's. I hope he seems like he's a young comic trying to find his way. I hope he gets a little bit of a bounce out. Yeah, of I watched this set. It's, uh, it seems like a somewhat maybe newish, but he has some jokes. You know, mm-hmm. like we, it's, you could when you watch him, you'll be like, oh, I know what level he's on as soon as you watch right. that set. So um, I hope he. I hope he gets a little bit of a bounce, and he gets a little because the. The 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 vile hate that's coming his way right now that I'm sure the Andy and I were talking about it's just in his DMs. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's overwhelming him right now. Well, this now. is yeah, this is part of the so this is another angle. People were saying, Oh, Pang is just clout chasing. Right. I know that move. And and, it, and you look at his Twitter, he was Do followed. <laughs> he had like two hundred and some followers before this. Now he has I just checked four thousand four thousand three hundred. Followers, and at least a thousand of them are these white boys who came in just to yell at him. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, okay, he, let's say he got a few thousand followers worth of clout. Now let's look at his DMs. <laughs> How many hundreds of DMs are are racial there slurs. in his inbox yeah. um, with all kinds of racial slurs? And I don't bullshit. see that though, Andy. Because also, you gotta the, give the white other, boys the benefit of the doubt. The other part of it that always sounds funny when when people make that argument about the clout thing, the dude went on stage and said that shit. Yeah. Right. right. So, like, what clout is it? It's not like he set him up to call him racist slurs. Like, man, and here comes this next guy, and I double dare him to call me some racist slurs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the dude came out and did that, and now everybody's like, "Wow, I can't believe you told the world that this you fucked up thing happened." Why? Because he got to be the real victim. And the worst part to me is actually the comedians, um, who think they're. Like they will make Ping pay more of a price than this dude, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Like you can already see how they're framing it to be like, "Wow, what a dick!" I can't yeah. believe he would portray the the comedy circuit this way. The, <laughs> the community, like, yeah. 
Like he's the one who's the bad guy in a lot of the bigger community, the bigger mm -hmm. voices in comedy's minds. Pain fucked up, not this guy. We so we saw this happen though with the Saturday Night Live kid. We saw mm -hmm. it happen then, and you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it happen again and again and again. Because white folks are the gatekeepers of this. Yeah. And you can make a career out of being the, the racist comic. Like, you can make a career out of, like, you know, I'm the comedian that they tried to shut down, but cancel right. coach couldn't cancel me. Right. Yeah. And, and low key, a big part of that is because they can always find, they can always find their Candace Owens. They will always be able to find their Candace Owens. Oh, yes. I don't know what the model. Asian version of that is. Oh, yes, I do. What's that girl's name? Michelle Malkin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they will always find their Michelle Malkin or to to defend that. Even now they find an Asian Asian comedian comedians who were like, well, I didn't mind. It was not that big a thing for him to say. And they'll always find it. So yeah. to give them the cover. Well, he, he picked the right group. Like I said, yes, it, six months ago, this wouldn't even have been a problem because yeah. it's that model minority myth shit. But if it would have been uh, a black person, he wouldn't even have tried that. He wouldn't have gone out there and called nobody no nigger. Here's a low-key thing about, about white folks and black people. Mm -hmm. They're afraid we're going to kick their ass. They're Probably. always. <laughs> they're always afraid. That's why I don't want these lockdowns to end, man. If you say that, <laughs> if you, say that you might catch an ass kicking. And low-key... Uh, if you say some, shit like, say some shit like that around Godfrey and see what happens. And low-key, <laughs> and low-key, June 9th, is when it drops on Disney Plus. Yeah, you know. That's the, you know, it's and, and, and one thing about black people too, like Ping, like he recorded the set and then like, you know, took it down. Like if, if that was a black comic he said that about, like the black comic would already been on stage beating his ass and he yeah. wouldn't, you would have got the footage. He would have been on TMZ. I would have, <laughs> I, I, dude, I didn't want to say it because I thought people would take it in a racist way, but I would have drop kicked that motherfucker off the stage. Yeah. Because yeah. it don't matter how small you are. If you run with all your momentum and put both <laughs> of your feet in the, his fucking back, he's going into that crowd. And, I really, I do, want I really to don't like, want to. I really want to do a why doesn't ping no karate joke. But yeah, I, like, I, I, love get, I don't want to get like canceled. I was really like because I was like I would because like I said, I didn't want it to sound racist. But I was like, I would flying kick that motherfucker. off. <laughs> Because not because of his race, but because if you look at <laughs> what he was thing. doing, it's, like, it's the perfect kick to fucking hit the fucking shit up. Yeah. And you can be little and do it. Yes. And be like, how funny am I now, bitch? Right. Yeah. But then I was like, knowing these racist motherfuckers, they would have took it the other way. They absolutely right. would have. Is it to me? Because we were all thinking it. What, you don't know. No, shit, you don't I would have thought it. I would have thought it if it was a black person. I'll tell you, I would have thought it if it was a child, a woman. I didn't give a fuck. If yeah. it was me myself, I would fucking flying kick that bitch right off the front of the goddamn stage. Yeah. Fuck him. I remember back being a young comic, and um, would I have gone in the violent? Would I have taken it? Would I have chosen violence as a young comic? Probably not. Well, that was when I was coming up. So yeah. because you'd be worried about what was going to happen. What's the next thing that's going to happen to your career? But now, shit. You know what? I bet you that'd be an example. So not I even like no my. It's not even like either. being my age. If I was a young comic coming up now, who gives up? Well, you can do whatever the fuck you want now. <laughs> you know, because of the way the, TMC, the, way the, the way. industry is. Yeah, I don't blame Payne. Yeah, he's but, a little oh, guy. Yeah, I, I understand. But man, like, I would have kicked that motherfucker <laughs> off that goddamn yeah. stage.
that shit would have went viral for a whole different reason. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a little he's a little guy, but whew. let's hear what he has to say. Oh, there's gonna be an ad first because that was part of the clout chasing thing. People are like, well, he's just went on TMZ. Like that's not a credit, people. Like that's right. not clout to be on TMZ. They put on like seen, fifty <laughs> stories a day. You, you might just have seen saw Kanye up there talking about slavery was a choice. Is that a credit, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand what was behind this? I mean, was this a comedian? Trying to be funny, any... trying to be edgy, trying to be racist. Uh, no, I do not know his um, attention behind this. Um, but I can tell you this. Um, I've been in this country. I'm from China. I've been in this country for almost 11 years. I lived in Alabama, Georgia, Texas. Ha- and I had never heard anybody call me that C word. Um, so I was very, very shocked when I heard it. What did the crowd do? Because all I heard was some laughter. The, the, the ironic part, um, I just got off stage um, talking about, I, before I went off stage, my whole set was about stop Asian hate. I had a whole chunk of jokes about stop Asian hate. And the audience was responding really positive to that. I was getting applause breaks and laughs. Um, but um, when he said what he said, the uh, some of the audience were vis- were were visibly uh, uncomfortable, uh, especially the female audience members. Um, but I think the the ones who are laughing are very small portion of the audience. But he continued his set, right? Uh, yes, he continued the set, and um, had he spent another one or another two minutes uh, talking about um, his Chinese jokes, um, and he was bragging about um, one time he um, had a Chinese uh, audience member confronting him uh, of his Chinese jokes, of his offensive Chinese jokes, and he kicked out this audience member. Um, and then he made an immediate joke saying, this is what I call a Chinese takeout. As a comedian myself, I can respect um, his profession. Uh, if, if that was just his set, that was part of his act, um, I won't say anything about it. What I had problem with is when he used um, the, the C word, the, the uh, Asian, the Asian uh, racial slur is what I mostly had problems with. Context. Mm-hmm. He said That's Alabama. He said, well, he was like, he came from, he was in Alabama. Was Mississippi in there too? Like basically all the racist places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, he dealt with all that. He said he never heard it before. I'm pretty sure he's heard it. And they either whisper behind his back, whatever. Oh, so it's so. been said around. Or either, yeah. or his friends have, or he knows that. people. That's, but, but his context was that that word crosses the line. Yeah. Right. That's his context. Uh, and that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. Shout out to Vero in the chat with the cat, the Snapchat cat on your head. <laughs> I'm going to break out the Snapchat cam in a minute. Yeah, it's just crazy how we always owe them this shit. I don't know, know what I mean. Um, yeah. it's, it's like that shit. That's what sickens me is like he it's not in Ping's right to be to say, yo, fuck this dude. Like, cause they're, well, why didn't you educate him? Why didn't you talk to him? Why didn't you? Because fuck him. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you. But we don't, you only feel bad for him. Right. right. You know what I mean? You feel like I, 
I mean, the betrayal was me noticing the racism. <laughs> like that's yeah, the betrayal. Right. I hate that shit. And and disapproving of it. Right. He brought yeah. this to my door. I didn't bring it to his. Right. So what am I supposed to do with it now? He brought it to my door. So I'm going to act accordingly. That's what happens. You take something to somebody's door. They act accordingly. You brought yep. it to my door. I didn't bring it to yours. You brought it to mine. And, and I know why they the, they low-key don't even think of it, but the model minority shit makes them feel like Asian people should take the racism because it's not mm-hmm. real. Because you're taking racism, but you're not feeling the real effects of the racism. Like, look, you're making more money. You're better educated. Got all this, that, and the other. Just take this racism with it on top, and then we're going to um, use you to say expect. that the racism isn't bad on everyone that's else. That's what so they then- expect from all of us, which is why you end up with Sage Steele with a man telling her, can I touch your hair? You know you know what that means, but you did it anyway. Because well, I think it's a specific thing. better, for, so you I, should take it. I, I, I think it's a specific thing for Asian people, though, that duality of the exceptionalism of your culture. That that's interesting. To give up. That they I would never, they would I never think give it's that anybody to black they ex, they consider exceptional. If they find, if they find a black person who 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 um, is um, oh a black person who's a sellout or whatever they want to we call a black person who acts white, then they're gonna get it. They're gonna yeah, get. Yeah, but hear me out. Hear me out. I, I'm I agree. Specific. I agree I'm, with I'm, you. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm yeah. being specific. I'm not talking about just that individual exceptionalism they do, like with Candace Owens. I get you on that. I'm saying with Asian people. White people will say, "Oh no, your culture is superior. Oh, you, oh, absolutely. y'all are yeah. so great. Y'all are so yeah. your yeah, families, yeah, yeah. your business, your hard working. Hey, I wish I was Asian. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to yeah, call yeah, you yeah, every yeah, slur. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. make jokes about your 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 culture, your feminize your men. I'm gonna talk about your penis size. All you need to take all of that because mm-hmm. I complimented you on the other end, right? Yeah. In a way that I would never compliment anyone who was not white. I would never right. say." Black people have a superior culture. I would never say that of uh, anyone but Asian people. But then there's the trade-off, right? Not mm-hmm. so. I'm supposed to call you the c word, and we just hey, we, we good, eat right? That. You gotta <laughs> eat that, right? I just told you that I love <laughs> your people. We, we, we good, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Yeah, we good, right? You know, we 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 good. Like it's crazy because that's the only culture I, I hadn't even thought of this till you brought it up. That's the only culture that you can go over there and be conservative and they don't expect you to turn around and say your people ain't shit. Yeah. Everybody else got to turn around and say their people ain't shit, right? Hey, I'm the gay Republican and gay people ain't shit. You know, I'm black and black people ain't shit. That's the only culture they're like, no, come on over here, buddy. You want us now. Yeah, but are you really? No, because I'm going to call you the C word and then you're supposed to educate me. But I'm just joking. Because I'm just, it's just a joke, baby. You work for hours on your set. You work for months honing your jokes. I came up with this in 10 seconds. It's a big deal. As a young comic, it's a big deal for him. Hell yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for a young comic to get on a stage like that. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So you, as the headliner, Young, some young kid is opening up for me, Mike Brown. <laughs> some young kid is opening up for me. <laughs> kid, I'm always, you know, this is something for them. So yeah. what do I have to do? So I want you to think that this is a as long as you ain't out there eating shit. And if you're eating shit, I just won't talk to you. That's that's fine. Or if you're right, that's a and I say eating shit by 
not that you're not that good of a comic, but because you just you're the racist one, you're right. the ignorant one, you're the homophobe. But it's fun. also you can playfully kind of make fun of the previous comic, right? And not go to racial slurs like that right. happens all right. the time. It happens all like the time. yeah, a bunch of like, it happens yeah. like nightly all the time. Especially if there's like a com- a show with like a bunch of comics on the show, someone's gonna lean on something the previous comic said or the way the host brought them up or whatever. And you can playfully make fun of them. And it's obvious to the crowd that you're playfully making fun All of them. You're the not time. just being a dick. I always about tell it. comics is, well, did you say it with a smile on your face? A real smile. <laughs> did you say it with a laugh in your voice? A real laugh. Or did you say it with some evil on your face and some evil in your voice? Because we all know. <laughs> right. The audience knows. Other comedians know. We all know. He wasn't saying that shit with a smile on his face. Mm-mm, it sounded very angrily. Exactly. Yeah. We all know. And then he said he said race traitor. And um, you, you don't say race traitor. Yeah. I never seen somebody that's say a, race traitor. That's an odd one to pull up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> race traitor. That's a very specific reference to you. No one ever no one ever used the word race traitor with a with a smile on their face. Like <laughs> never in the history of the word race traitor has anybody said that with a smile I'm just on funning face. you guys, you race traitors. Yeah, I was talking you in the to... chat. Have we retired our soundboard? No, we have not actually. It's yeah. just I never plug it in. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to Hold somebody on. about this shit, and they were trying to say like, "Well, I can take this conversation out of context and make you look like you're racist." I'm like, "Please do try it. Try. I think you should give it a shot because try. honestly, I have never. I don't think there's anything you can do to make me look this way. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't do this. Whatever this try. is try. that you think you're protecting." This is not a thing in my repertoire. The fact, so the fact that you even luck. use that as a threat tells me that you know that that's not possible. Yeah, you don't understand <laughs> so, what this means. But give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> give it a right. shot. Try it. See, see agree. What, and also, I didn't like the line of questioning from. And I never, I'm not really a big TMZ fan anyway. But I, I just didn't like the way that. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but that's the reason why I, I, Harvey. I don't like how he, yeah. he kind of. It made it seem like. Ping oh, he's a right wing douchebag yeah. too. That's yeah. not even. He a Trump dude. Yeah. Like, did did did, did he get laughter? Did he? Well, how did the audience react? Well, that's the thing. They have to. Low key, that's him giving. <laughs> low key, go. that's him giving the uh, the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what that was, all those questions lean the same way. <laughs> Obviously, this guy thought he was doing something good, and yeah. and he's not racist. So, can you explain to us, person who was the target of this? What must have been going through his mind? Because it couldn't have been the obvious racism that we just saw. It couldn't have been that. <laughs> You're just saying you not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's back. It's like it never left. You're a Nazi. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's exactly right. You know, just like I said, nothing's going to happen to Hinchcliffe. I hope something good comes out of this for Pink. It probably won't. And I hope he keeps pursuing pursuing his work. I hope um, I hope Barry Jenkins' girlfriend casts him in a movie. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope she casts him in a movie. I hope I hope something good comes out of this for him. Dang. It probably won't though. Yeah, it probably it, won't. You're right. Yeah. But a part of being in this if he game was more is seasoned, you mind fuck yourself a lot. So if he was more seasoned, <laughs> I think like Hannibal Burst. 
when yeah. uh when that Cosby yeah. shit happened, yeah, like Hannibal was ready. was ready. He was ready. Yeah. The, like, unfortunately for Payne, this probably gonna do more damage than good because it seemed like a lot of these comedians are making their personalities less shit on this guy. Right. Like I've been right. seeing that going around social media. A lot of the comedians are look at this guy, what he did to this innocent white man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're also questioning his motive because mm-hmm. racism isn't a good enough motive. Like, right. Right. oh, it must be, you know, some kind of clout shit. Like, why don't you just Occam's razor this shit? Right. The simple answer is he used a racial slur toward him. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's enough. And why is that it's not enough? Never enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's never it never is, is it? Let's finish this up. We're talking about I'm going to leave it to the to the room. I hope you did. I'm glad you did well on your test, Jen. I'm going to leave it to the room. For um, Yeah, Vero. Um, Barry Jenkins and Lula Wang are together. I caught that on uh, Coleman Dominguez has a show, which I just found out about on YouTube, I guess, where he has brunch with people uh, okay. via, via Skype. And he had Ooh. the two of them on. Oh, okay. Mm. You know, and they they talk about brunch and they they do a lot a lot of drinking. They was making drinks. <laughs> mimosas, mimosas was flowing. No, it was past that. It was like oh, because Jen Tangare sponsors the show, Ooh, so it was all Tangare based. Stuff. Yeah, look up look up his show on YouTube. He's had a couple different people on there. He just happened to have Barry. So they so they just broke up or something? No, no, they're together. Oh, they are together. Okay, Barry and Lulu. Yeah, they they live together out in L.A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was giving her high praises on another another podcast I've listened to, as he should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know if we should talk about. I'm gonna open up to the room, but I got a feeling where y'all are gonna go because okay. I got to be done with this by phone. <laughs> Bob, We're gonna talk okay. about Bob Baffert and his horse, which is running today. Cancel culture. Or a tiger on the loose in Houston. <laughs> Ooh, I want to do tiger. I figured. <laughs> I want to do the horse. You want to do the horse? Yeah, the junkie horse. I, I don't want to. I, I kind of want to do the horse because somehow it's going to lead to us bringing up the former guy's quote. Okay, yeah, we we can do that. It's all about animals anyway. The Did you see animal. the video of the guy with the horse, the horse. saying this mm-hmm. cancel culture thing? The nah. horse. It's sad, man. These horses addicted to drugs, man. Yeah, he I he just, he roided up his horse. I just watched that documentary. uh, He has a history of roiding up horses. I just watched that documentary on Netflix, Bojack Horseman. And a lot of these horses Ah. have serious addiction problems and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, he has a serious, he has a serious of of doing this. Just look at him. Don't he look like the type? He's on Fox News, first of all. This is a sports story. Just a, just a. Why isn't he on ESPN? He looks like he should be like a, like a prosperity preacher right <laughs> or just somebody who's robbing people yes he doesn't like a offbeat rick flair the fact yeah. that the fact that he's doing this on fox news tells you everything about this man <laughs> not fox sports not espn not nbc sports he went straight to fox news espn didn't waste their time they trying to cancel my horse y'all they his to horse is named medina spirit won the kentucky That's derby medina Medina, Medina spirit. They said and, Madonna. Uh, they said Madonna had said some. They brought up some old tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about the context here, guys. They love him in Kentucky. Ugh. A video of him opening for an Asian comedian went viral this week. <laughs> he tried, they tried to cancel regularly. That's that's, that's his thing. Said. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm drugging these horses. <laughs> He's had like five horses test positive in the past. And the horses all go on the Joe Rogan podcast. So if you're if oh, you're really? the if you're these officials, any horse he's bringing, you like you need better test that horse. <laughs> Let's test that horse. Will you run uh, Medina Spirit this weekend in the Preakness? I know you've said that, but um, they're going to have a meeting tomorrow um, down there at that race. No, I, actually, they're uh, they're on their way right now. They're in a they're in a van. They're they're. They, should arrive this afternoon, and we're definitely planning on running them. I'm actually, I'm going to run two horses. Okay, B- Bob, here's my understanding. They, they were going to have the draw today for the Preakness, and they've kicked it back until tomorrow. Um, you have another review. I, those results may not be available for several weeks. So the Preakness goes down this weekend. The Belmont is here in New York four weeks from now. I, I don't know if we have final results even before the Belmont is done, but your plan is to race in the Preakness. Is there a chance they may punt and not allow Medina Spirit to run this weekend? Well, I haven't heard anything uh, officially. They haven't told me anything. Uh, I know when Churchill Downs came out with that statement, that was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out you know, we live in a different world now. This, this America is different. And uh, this, it was like a, cancel culture kind of a, a thing so they're reviewing it i haven't been told anything um uh we're prepared to run uh i can't see but, but under the rules d- does your team get to review the results or is that left with the horse officials no it, it goes it's, there's a long process there'll mm-hmm. be a split sample and then there'll be a hearing and this it's going to take months this is going to this isn't done within a week and uh, it, it, it's a long period. But, you, you, but you're here to say that Bob Baffert's team did not cheat to win the Kentucky Derby. We did not cheat to win the Kentucky Derby. Because, yeah. look, if anybody's going to be honest, it's going to be that man right there. But I believe he came out later and said, it turns out, there was a medication that was prescribed yeah, that's not true. Yeah, and it we, had we, a chemical in it. Yeah, we, I looked we don't, into it. It's injectable. It has, yes, it has that's what I was injected. hearing. It was like, oh, you have to shoot this into the horse. Yeah. So <laughs> there is no the way. This is It's not something like you could yeah. feed the animal. It was like, you put this straight in the veins. Yeah. Right. They can't They can't eat it. They can't rub it on in like a, in like a thing. It's got to be injected. That particular one has to be injected. It's not like well, the Barry to... Bonds cream and clear. Yeah, it's not a cream <laughs> where you can rub it on. Or you can rub up against Barry Bonds and now you got it on you. No. <laughs> so you, you have to in... check the horse. Um, you have to check it and all the illegal ballots that were put into the horse testing <laughs> system at audit. midnight. The you know illegal. Uh, fucking re- fucking you see what happened when the FDA doesn't do their job, when they're going through the airport, this is something that they should have found. Is Pimlico tonight? Uh, Pimlico. Preakness, I believe. Preakness. Yeah. I can't believe they're gonna let him run. I mean, the oh, come out at night. I can. <laughs> Look, if he don't win, then that's good. Know. So, in the Preakness coming up, the the horse leading up to, to tomorrow or tonight's race has passed three drug tests. Okay. The Maryland Jockey Club, which runs the Preakness, said on Friday that Bob Baffert trained Colt. Passed all drug tests ahead of the event at Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore. Now I don't know if the Kentucky Derby had pre-race tests as well. Because well, he pa- he failed the post test. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know something happens between the pre and the post. Well, with this guy, you should be testing his horses anyway. As soon as they show up, well, they are. They're testing them all. 
Soon as you show up, it's like, all right, God, uh, that's Baffert's horse. Get it over here. Get come over here. Bring it <laughs> his over. horse is all muscular. His horse peeing looks his, like a... in this cup. Boy, you're swole. Pee in his, his horse cup. looks like Roger the kangaroo. His <laughs> <laughs> horse out there like the rock. They was like, no, 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 no. Bring that horse here. That horse right there. Why is Stone Cold music playing when this horse walks past? <laughs> yes. Why is this horse coming up the top rope? Nope, nope, we test that horse right now. This ain't got a big jaw all of a sudden. Why is his jaw so big? What is yeah. <laughs> what is happening? You know, this horse seems really angry for some this reason. This guy does. And then on Sunday, he goes to his mega church and he fleeces his flock. And then <laughs> it has very small horse balls. Piece of shit. Tiny horse balls. Piece of shit. <laughs> It'd be hard to stud that horse with all the little horse balls. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit, you know. And that's how you make your money is on stud. I don't, does it still work? I don't like know. To, mm, I like to get a word from Mister Ed. Is it an honest stud? Because ah. now, if I'm if I own, I don't want this horse studding my studding my female horses. It's it's not it's not real. <laughs> It all depends gotta, on how he does in the next. Start the horse, and I got to I got to immediately shoot the shoot the foals up with shots to get them get them swole. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Come if on. this horse like uh, if this horse bombs in the next two races, then you know. A fucking Barry Bonds yeah. of horses. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the horse got a big ass head. Yeah. A giant. Yeah, like and a, Ryan's right. Horse racing is full of these dudes. Looks like an NBA Jam player. Horse that right. <laughs> <Roared> raging. <laughs> But like the horse just knocked another horse out for no reason. <laughs> we don't know what's happening. Track oh, rage. Shit. Track rage at Preakness this weekend. <laughs> All right, y'all. We need to uh, bring this one home. Bitch, you I not. Wanna th- <laughs> 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 I want to thank everybody for coming in with us. I want to thank uh, whoever was suggesting in the chat for us to put the soundboard back on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get red with that shit. Get red. You know, no routine. A pimp do. You know what I'm saying? I got this whole thing. Yeah, believe that, dog. Yeah, go get my car washed. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if I can go catch me a nice, pretty young bitch. Somebody that might like this pimping. They like this pimping, you know. Pimping room. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hold on. Let me see what bitch that is. There it is. There it is. Hey, bitch. What's happening? If they do the yeah, preakness yeah, at yeah, night, I told, is it, you, I told you, you can get I think it. it's tonight. I told you you're going to be able to get it. Don't even worry about it. I already know what you're finna say. I know what you're finna say. Yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch, the only thing you do, bitch, is just go to work, work. handle my, my business, get my money, get my don't money. give me no problem. Everything going to be all right. Come. That's, <laughs> that's how I talk on the phone. Go to work, handle my business, get my money. That's how I talk on the phone when I have Karen on mute. <laughs> <laughs> But nobody can hear what I'm saying. There go Chad. Thank you for coming. Hey, in. bitch. Hey, right. bitch. So I can look cool at the vibe for all my friends. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is the bitch right here. You still traveling out of the city to see comedy? Yeah, I. But if you see my over. Right downtown Chinatown. Teddy's House of Comedy. 202 289 1695. Oh, you ain't I'm so mad. I missed that era of comedy. You know, I. Teddy's House of Comedy was the only time I ever quit a week midweek. So <laughs> you don't want to. You don't yeah. want to be part. I opened for that Billy ad Burr. Sounds like the place where that happens. <laughs> yes. I opened for Billy Burr. He went by Billy at the time, Bill Burr in 2002 at Teddy's House of Comedy, and um, it's a story. It's a whole story <laughs> for another time. <laughs> I missed that era. I can't I also I have a tragic it. story. I was listening to your uh, Blackout Tips episode with Roy Wood, and it reminded mm-hmm. me of the story. The one time I did a show with Roy Wood, 
and uh, it was a tragedy for me. <laughs> but again, I'll oh, tell no. that story another time. Oh yeah, that's a oh, good story. No. It's oh, a good story. Yeah, it's a good. It's y'all a good. Be sure to remind Andy for that. For it had nothing to do with him. Okay, he was just on the show. Yeah, he but, was on um, the show. But that's a good story. But okay. um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good. Jay story. was on that show with you too, right? I was just. Jay Phillips was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good story. And now JL Covey is going to be opening for Roy Wood. Yeah, uh, next month. Oh, which, is really? a, which is a yeah. perfect combination. So yeah, that would be it's hilarious. Good, it's a good combination. Yeah. All right, y'all. We want to thank Rod and Karen and Mike for coming in with us. Uh, Mike, Wait, do y'all know uh, who Mike Kaplan is? Yeah. 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 Um, I've never met him though. And now, now that I know uh, this, uh, I'm sorry to do this to y'all, but now that I know that Preakness is at night, can <laughs> we now call the horses nightmares? Oh, okay, go ahead, Randolph. Oh, Jesus Christ. I had to do it. It was yeah. in my head. It was in my head. It wasn't going to come out. I needed y'all to experience what y'all, was happening. Y'all see what happens when y'all invite nine comedians out here. I'm For sorry. That. I thought we could call them the Baltimore Colts. Thank you, chat room, for coming in with us. Thank you for this, all the pages we've Baltimore, seen today. Guys. That's the episode's name, The Nightmares. <laughs> I guess we hope I you guys that. appreciated the show. We appreciate y'all for coming with us, as always. Um, Mike B, out in these streets. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not gonna take too much time. Just go on my website that I just paid the twenty dollar um, month fee for. Um, OldMikeB.com. It was all for like two weeks because I didn't know it, but um, I'm updating my schedule there. So just catch me there and on the TikTok. I need twenty bucks a month, really? Right there. Yeah. Hit up Engine Design uh, to get your T-shirts. I go got my mom a shirt there. for uh, Mother's Day. It. She loved it. Yeah. She actually sent me a picture of her wearing the shirt there right you before go. we started this show. So y'all be sure to get at that. And um, thank you to everybody. Send us thank you to Chad Hef. He's my plug now for for uh, what's the name of the show, Chad? Um, Godfather of Harlem. Chad is not plugging oh, me for that. So now I got to sit with it. So I'm going to sit with some of them tomorrow. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, we're still waiting on y'all to tell us when you want to. Oh, we didn't talk about the Upshaws. I loved it. I thought it was great. Everybody should watch it on Netflix. Wanda Sykes. Um, Kim Fields is back and looking good as ever. Um, <laughs> and Mike Epps is funny. Mike is a funny actor, man. And um, mm-hmm. He is funny. Does the job. And it's a good show. So check it out. Check it out. The Upshaws on Netflix. And, uh, oh, when y'all are ready for us to come on, you just let us know. You know, we'll work it out. Just, just let us know. Okay. I'm um, talking to you, Rod and Karen. Y'all just let us know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Thank you, chat room. We appreciate I really like this camera work. I really like seeing the babies today. I don't know. We've been looking at Lester's chair now for the longest time. I hope Lester's okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he might be dead on the he floor. He might be dead in the background. <laughs> he Lester dead. <laughs> He got shut off screen. He fell. He fell out the chair this way. He fell this way out the chair. I think he was in. He was in that chair for the for the Monday show, and then he got up. Like we all took a break. Fell and this he way. Never and he never back. Life alert! All one and blinking in the background and shit. The last Karen, time anyone would see him. Roads, man. We see you. Thank you for coming in with us while you drive. Be safe. We hope to keep you company. All right. Uh, Mike B, you're going last. Karen, you're after Andy. I'm okay. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Karen Morrow. And I'm Rod Morrow. And I'm Mike B. Hey, and we are three guys on, and we are out. Thank y'all so much. <laughs>